What's up, everybody? And we're back with another episode of the Psych War Podcast. Now, today we're going to talk about something that I know is going to hit home for everybody and is going to be close to about realistic for everyone. And today we're going to talk about how we project our own insecurities. Now, everyone knows what an insecurity is. It's something about yourself that you don't like, that you maybe not, you might not even broadcast it to the world. You might not wear it on your sleeve. But one thing I can guarantee you that everyone does is project their insecurities. Now, I have a, I have personal experience with this. I like to say that not we're all slaves to our insecurity in one way or another. Even people that have found ways to cope with their insecurities still have to deal with them. There are things about us that we don't like. There are things about us that sometimes we look at society and everyone else around us and we think that we're not normal, we're not right, and we hate ourselves for it, but that's just not the way things are. So I'm going to start by giving you a little bit of my personal experience on what I I guess I can decide is me projecting my insecurities. Now, a time ago in past relations, things that aren't there anymore, that don't exist, that we all have moved on from, obviously everyone's been in relationships. I've been in not a lot, but my fair share of entanglements, if that's what we want to call it. <laughs> but there was one situation where I was, we'll just say courting to make it simpler. simpler. I was courting this young lady. She fairly attractive, personally, in my opinion, far out of my league. And one thing that I have a bad habit of doing is when someone attractive, especially by my standards as attractive, comes on to me, I think that they're just making fun of me. They're just out to get me. They're out to prove something. Maybe I'll look up and their friend's staring over from, you know, the next table or next booth because it was a dare. But that's only due to me bringing that from parts of my childhood because everybody know kids are assholes. Kids are downright fucking evil, bro. And obviously kids did that to some of us. Kids did that to me. It just be like, hey, bro, she wants to talk to you. You start talking to the girl and then she's just like, who the fuck are you? And the guy's just like, ha ha, I made you talk to her. But we can't let we can't let that same feeling just take over us and move on throughout our life. Because like for me, like I said, in the situation, I personally know that I projected my insecurities onto that entire situation. There was no reason for me to think that someone who had given me their all clear, someone who had told me that they like me but this is one thing i'm starting to learn about myself and a lot of other guys is that a lot of th- a lot of times men will say that oh well how are we supposed to know that you like us you didn't tell us bro even if a girl did walk up and tell you that you liked her like unless you're specifically the type of guy to hop on there you're still gonna stand there like a fucking donkey hey, yeah that's exactly how you're gonna stand there you're not gonna know what the fuck to do because for me i didn't personally even think that I could like get with someone as attractive as the person I'm speaking of or eat this. This has happened several times throughout my life. Like I I've had to learn and grow from it and realize it and tell myself that I'm projecting my own insecurities in these situations. For example, I was insecure that like the the person that we're talking about in this particular entanglement. I was insecure that the way things would go with her was that eventually she'd hang around me and then she'd see that personally, I, I, I have this thing about myself where I believe that I literally drain like the fucking charisma and joy out of people's lives. And it's because I'm if I don't know you, if I'm not comfortable around you, I don't let my guard down. I'm very quiet. I don't talk a lot. And what that does is, as you all know, we're humans. Humans are social creatures. 
Silence is not something that we appreciate, especially when it's someone you don't know or are trying to get to know. And I've taken that silence personally, and I've applied it to so many situations in my life because one thing I've always thought is that if you're quiet, they can't get mad at you for what you said. But a lot of the times, bro, that's just you thinking that you're going to say something that's super bad, that's super that's going to make people not like you, not want to be around you. And that's just not the case because people have things about themselves. Even people that love their friends to death have their friends that have that have one or two opinions that completely like make him entirely irrelevant, but they still love him. And his opinions aren't that bad. Well, in some cases, they aren't that bad. I ain't with all these hoteps and shit. <laughs> but you, we project our insecurities to it, guys. I've, I've literally, like, I've been in situations where I know that I needed to have more money and that I wanted to impress someone by working harder and making sure I could save. But in the process of that, I worked so much that I wasn't around that person. I was nowhere near that person, so I completely negated the point of working. What was the point of working to increase my status if I was doing it to get this person when I should have been working to improve my own situation and also working to improve myself? We often subject the world to our views and our insecurities. Hurt people hurt people. The best example of this is like, this is in no way justification because fuck them, but pedophiles, the majority, not even the majority, the, the vast majority of pedophiles that after like questioned reveal that they themselves were molested and assaulted as children so the, my, my theory is that they just grow up into the world like even if they know it's not okay they think to themselves that it's been done to me it's not that bad or something along those lines hurt people hurt people and like i said like when we push our like when we push our views and our insecurities on the world it kind of it kind of shapes the world that you live in in your own perceptions for me like okay this is the best way i can put it I, I consider myself a decent worker. When I show up to work, I do my job. I do my job to the fullest of the capability, and I do my job to what is described in my job description. However, I've had people tell me, hey, man, you might want to pick up some more hours, you know, since you're doing blank, 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 blank. And I'm just like, bro, why the fuck are you telling me to pick up hours? I, I work plenty of fucking hours here. I put in more work than anyone here. When in reality, I got offended because he told me I needed to put more hours in when all he was saying to me was that, yo, man, if you want more money, just work more hours. It's a simple solution. But I took it as, oh, are you calling me lazy because I don't work enough fucking hours, bro? You, you have to think about situations like that and how they apply to people and what's being said and how it's being said. We replace. Think about it like this, guys. We replace what we replace what people put onto us with what we put onto other people. One of my biggest insecurities is my weight. And for those of you who only know me for recently, you would look at me and think, oh, he looks like a pretty in-shape skinny guy. What's he worried about? For the majority of my life, I was overweight. For parts of my life, I was obese, everyone. My max weight was 250 pounds, and that was two years ago. Now, there's a whole host of things that go, on, that go along with that. I had eating problems. I stress ate. I had lots of stress going on in my life. I reflected that back onto myself. But nowadays, I've broken certain cycles to get out of those. However, to the insecurity aspect of it, my family used to always, always, you may have heard me talk about this in my episode about body positivity. They always talked about my weight. Always, man. And it, it was a killer. 
It was, oh, yeah, you look like you're ready to sit down and eat a big meal. Oh, you sure like sweets, don't you? Damn, bro, you eating again? It didn't matter what I was doing. I could be sitting at the table eating a fucking salad. And they just walk up, damn, you're eating a salad, trying to lose weight, tubby? It's a, it's a terrible fucking world to live in. And that ingrains itself in your head. And now that I've become skinny, I've had to catch myself with other people. There are people out here that are comfortable with the way that their bodies are. And I've thought to myself, like, you're not in shape. Why would you not want to be in shape? You should get in shape. I'm doing the same thing that other people did to me because I'm looking at someone and I'm seeing something that was in me, something that I saw in myself, something I see in myself, and I don't like it. I am projecting. I'm trying to stop seeing things that make me uncomfortable because they resonate with me. The same goes for the earlier situation I talked about in the entanglement. I, I projected. Don't get me wrong. There were, there, were, there were another host of issues. I don't think that I'm the only one to blame. It's not even that big of a deal. No one cares. It's the past and we have to be thankful for the past and that has moved on. But I know that many times in my life, I am a very guarded person. As I said, like, I don't let my guard down around people I don't know. And along with like, along with your insecurities, what this kind of plays into is tribalism. Because what are your insecurities? What are your beliefs? They're what you have been raised on. They're what, have you, they're what you've used to survive and they're how you have made it and got through life. Realistically. Now, if someone's insecurities manifest as I'll never be broke because I'm a hard worker because they were made fun of for being poor or something at one point in their life, that type of person might break their balls to go on and work. And they might think anyone that gets a free handout is not due for a free handout. A lot of Republicans think that they're in this mindset of their own. This is how they hold it to themselves. If I'm not working, I'm fucking up. If I'm not doing the most I can I'm taking handouts and I am lazy. There are people that think the opposite of that. It's all about how you project people. It's all about how you project yourself onto the world. But going deeper into tribalism, this is kind of why I try to avoid groups. I try to avoid getting pulled into groups. And it is because in groups, there are a lot of things that I won't even necessarily call them insecurities, but a lot of problems that are in a group end up becoming the problems of everyone instead of the person in the group. Such as, let's say you join, we're going to call it a gang, but not a serious, not a drug dealing gang, you know, just a gang of people. You join this gang, and this one guy in the gang has a problem with this other guy from this other group that's right across the street from you guys. None of you have a problem with him. Your organization doesn't have a problem with him, but because he has a problem with them and they have a problem with him, you all have a problem with him. You see where that's going. You see what that does. You're dragging other people along into it. And sometimes, guys, the people that are out here screaming the loudest are the people that are hurt the most inside. They're the ones that are trying their best to shape the world and make themselves forget about who they are. One of the craziest thing I've ever seen is that you see so many people that are like anti-homophobic, but the ones that are like extremely homophobic, like always posting about it, always talking about it, always discrediting gay people, always hating on gay people and their quote unquote lifestyles. They end up coming out the closet or getting exposed as being gay. How? It's because that person was struggling deep down inside and all they looked around and saw were other people like them living freely and they were mad. They were jealous. They were insecure. They couldn't take it. How dare you do this? How dare you do this when I've been told my entire life that it's just so wrong? This is these things constantly play off in our heads and they shape who we are and what we are. Our insecurities are us, but 
you shed the cells in your body thousands of times in your life cell. I think the statistic was that like in your entire lifetime, your body regenerates every cell and literally makes a new you like at least seven times. But the what, what's inside your head doesn't change. The stuff that you brought from your childhood doesn't change. That is up to you to change it. That is a psychological issue. You have to do something to remove it. You have to do something to keep pushing and get past your insecurities. Or you're going to ruin situations like I did. You're going to think that women don't owe you the time of day. So any woman that does show you the time of day, you're going to love it. You're going to think that nobody likes you. So when people do like you and they treat you incredibly bad, you're going to like it. You're going to be like, oh, well, at least they treat me good. Even if this is the bad part, sometimes I've dealt with the bad part all the time. That's just not how it's meant to be. That's not how anything's meant to be. But that, I, I guess that was kind of a little rant, people. Everything's everything's crazy, as always. Not even always. That has been current for like the past half year. Uh, everything's kind of shit. Trump signed an executive order to cut payroll taxes. I don't know if that's going to affect this next stimulus check coming out one thing i've seen and observed in my own words is that they don't want to give the american people any type of aid that isn't like something they can take back so it's tough out here guys the world's definitely still shaping up there are four million people without power because of the hurricane that's passing on its way to uh, canada four million four million people bro the housing crisis didn't stop. The food crisis hasn't stopped. Nothing stopped. Everything is just kind of like going and multiplying. And that's why during these times, we got to we gotta look at ourselves, as I've been saying since the duration of this crisis. We got to look at ourselves and we got to decide like what's useful and what isn't. What's you and what isn't. It's really hard. And I'm not going to lie. Like I've str I struggle with it a lot. A lot of times, especially in situations where you feel like your insecurities may have played like the worst part, you'll beat yourself up. You'll play over it. But the best thing to do is just admit it. Just admit that you're projecting. Just admit that this is not what the situation is and that you're adding your feelings to it. And I promise you that you'll be able to figure out those situations and think and work yourself through them in positive ways. Now, this is going to be the end of the episode, everybody. I know, once again, as I keep saying, there hasn't been a guest on in quite some time. I know it all sucks. But with coronavirus and then everyone having to work, things are getting kind of dicey, I'll admit. Um, I, 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 I usually go for in-person guests. I, I like to sit here and have like actual in-face in chemistry with somebody because I feel like during interviews and during like, I guess when I bring on a guest and it's online, I feel like there's this barrier where they'll say things or do things or act a certain way that's more of an internet persona and more of a rehearsed message than what they're actually trying to get through and their actual thoughts on things. But that could just be me. Maybe I'm just more comfortable seeing somebody in the face and talking to them. But we'll try and get a guest for everybody to listen to and have fun with. Shout out to those three viewers that keep coming back and bumping my podcast. I love you guys. And I love everyone that continues to tune into the Psych Ward podcast. Uh, check out the Psych Ward on YouTube. I recently dropped a Pokemon Red chapter playthrough. It's pretty fun. I'm getting clapped because hacked games are a lot harder than the original Game Boy games. Uh, I recently dropped a Toriko review. Go ahead and check that out as well. And we're going to just keep trying to push out as much content to keep everybody entertained and distracted from this massive pandemic in the world becoming nothing but destruction and death. <laughs>
Thank you for tuning in to the Psych War Podcast, everybody. I love you. See you on the next one.